Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with Board Games Daily. Welcome to day two of Origins Game Fair. Got a lot of cool stuff coming up over on That's How I Roll. You can check it out by heading over to theologyofgames.com slash roll. But I'm also going to bring you some cool content here that you won't hear anywhere else. So as I get chances to strike out onto the exhibit hall floor, stay tuned because I'll be interviewing industry folks and all kinds of awesome people that I know who don't have time to swing by the booth or just didn't have a chance to sign up. So that's what we've got going on today. Stay tuned. We've got a ton coming at you. It's been a great time here at Origins 2018. Let's get it. All right, everybody, we're here at Origins. I have made my way to the Keymaster Games booth, and we're standing here talking with Kyle and Maddox, and uh, we're looking at Caper, which is, you've got like pre-release copies here. It's hard to get because it's not here yet, but let's talk a little bit about that. So somebody give me the lowdown on what Caper is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, So you are a mastermind thief. You're trying to recruit your crew of thieves to go out to different locations that are out that game and uh, steal uh, from them and win the reward there. So you're giving your thieves different gear. Um, it's a drafting game. So you're playing a card and your opponent's playing a card and then you're uh, changing hands. So it's a two-player game where you're going head-to-head against one another to try to outdraft them and build up some cool card combos with your thieves to try to win the location. And so your locations will give you points, your thieves might give you points, different things you steal across the game will give you points and so uh, it's a 30 minute game um, and it's really customizable in the sense that you have Paris, Rome and London that are in the game, the base box and so uh, depending on what city you're playing in you shuffle in cards to each deck and it really changes up the game depending on uh, what locations are out and what city you're in. Cool, so one of the things that I loved about Camping Creatures was I mean, it's a fun game, but it's visually stunning, and Caper is nothing less of that as well. Um, Talk about the art process and who's your artist and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so we think about uh, art-wise who would fit the project the best, and funny you said that Josh, who did the art for Campy Creatures, also did the art for Caper. Josh Emmerich's his name. He does an amazing job. He's like... It's dumb how good he is. It's like, yo, you just did B-movie posters, and then you did this totally, like, take on Caper. Like, who are you? And you can just, like, master that. He's, he's so much fun to work with. Um, but on different projects, like with Space Park, one of our other games we worked on uh, with someone else, and then Kyle and I will sometimes do the art. Uh, cool. And I'll jump into layout design here and there as needed. But creative direction-wise, uh, on Caper, it was like, hey, we're doing this sort of, like, 
thievery, Pink Panther meets Wes Anderson meets like <laughs> 50s and 60s vibes. Like, and then Josh goes, okay, cool, and then just runs with it, you know. And like, we'll do these awesome characters nice. and really builds out uh, a really fun crew. Um, that, like, the personality he puts into his illustrations is just kind of crazy. And so he'll send us some rounds of comps, and most of the time it's just like, yeah, dude, keep running, you're doing awesome. Uh, nice. But it's really figuring out how we can best like portray the game mechanics. Uh, because this is pretty like icon heavy and layout heavy and so I worked with him a lot on those sort of things to make sure we're getting it right that people can see everything in a good way and whatnot. Very cool. All right, one last thing before we uh, we get done here. Uh, talk to me about Space Park, Kyle. Uh, I watched the Kickstarter for a while. I just saw that it did great. You guys successfully kickstarted it. Again, it's another gorgeous looking game and uh, just tell us a little bit about that. It's not here at the con, but when will we be able to get that and uh, all those crucial details that everybody's going to want to (laughs) know. Yeah, we wish we could have more than just one copy here. We are demoing it here, and we're super excited about it. Um, It is being assembled, final manufacturing stage. We're looking to have it out at retail late August. Uh, We will have some copies at Gen Con as a pre-release, so if you're really excited about space park and you want to try to grab a copy you want to run to the booth at gen con so (laughs) we'll have a few copies there Um, and we're super excited about the art brian killed it on the art as well as the overall aesthetic and gameplay just turned out really well so super excited about it all right thank you guys so much again uh stop by keymaster games here at origins and we'll uh we'll be back with more here on board games daily more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. All right, everybody, we are back once again, and uh, it's Origins After Hours. It's quiet in here, finally. But we are at uh, the Feudum booth with Mark Swanson, and it is sprawling in front of us. It's this great, huge board, and it's a very cool-looking game. But I'm going to stop talking about it so Mark can talk about it. Mark, thanks for being on the show, and uh, tell us about Feudum. Well, thanks for having me. Well, it is a long board. It's actually 42 inches long. And when I told Panda Manufacturing that I wanted to make a 42-inch long board, they said, you're crazy. We, our equipment doesn't do that. And I'm like, well, can you check again? And they had to come back and make an exception for my board. But um, it does allow you a considerable amount of playing area on either side of the board. So that's one of the pluses of a long board. So you want to know more about the game, though? Yeah, huh? tell us about the game. Tell us how you came up with the idea. Sure, and what it's, sure. The story well, is behind it. When you when you played as many games as I've played, uh, at some point you ask yourself, well, what what would be the holy grail of games? What game would I invent? And uh, I thought to myself, well, what what are the mechanics that I love? And you know, I've always been a fan of video games, and I loved the open world sandbox style uh, games like uh, Red Dead Redemption sure. uh, by Rockstar or Grand Theft Auto, right. uh, or even Shadows of the Colossus uh, was oh, was yeah, a yeah. fantastic game. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted uh, a game that involved. Uh, you know, fantasy and, and medieval history, and I wanted people to eke out their existence however they saw fit, but I also wanted to make sure that there was cohesion to the game. So that was my challenge. Yeah. So I, I created Feudum, and, and the main mechanic in it is uh, 
action programming, uh, but it also has a little bit of uh, area control and what I like to call worker placement with consequences. And, uh, and of course, the unique mechanic, which I think is fairly unique, which is a cyclical economy where there's a symbiotic relationship between guild members where the farmer passes goods to the merchant, the merchant uh, sells them to the alchemist who then invents uh, black powder which arms the knight and the knight sends emissaries to the noble and the noble gives a land grant to the monk and the monk uh, has these rosary beads and it can increase your harvest and it goes back to the farmer again and so there's a true uh, circular effect in this game where you really feel like you're part of a working economy. Cool. Cool. So, um, I see there's another box here. <laughs> there's more to it. There's an expansion now. Yes. yes. Uh, there are, uh, there's a mini expansion, which I guess will count as an expansion. So with the mini expansion, there are five total expansions. Oh my goodness. To feed them. There's, uh, there's windmills and catapults, a six player expansion. There's seals and sirens, which adds a little siren to the game. Um, that can bewitch you with her stare. There's Alter Ego, which allows you to customize your deck before you even begin the game, so you can actually uh, get more replay value out of it. And then there's uh, a new uh, expansion that is actually not even in stores yet. It's called the Queen's Army, which mm. is a solo variant expansion. Oh, cool. Very cool. So I'm looking at uh, the components. There's like these cool, like painted wooden minis, like trees and sea monsters and things like that. Is that like base game or is that like a deluxe version or is that you buy the box and that's what you right. get? The, the resin monster, the behemoths and the, uh, the sea serpent are part of the base game. All of these wooden pieces are part of the base game. These trees are actually part of the Kickstarter stretch goals and okay. uh, these are made of uh, stone resin and oh, wow. they're hand painted and mass produced and they're gorgeous. Uh, they. Uh, add a tactile feeling to the game. I, I believe that the game, you know, form and function should should be married in a game. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm a fan of uh, of wooden pieces and and resin. There's a heft to a resin that I love. And at some point, I'd even love to make an artisan edition of, of the game mm. where everything is uh, wooden as opposed to punch board. But, you know, punch board is, is nice. It, it, this is three millimeter punch board. It, yeah. it, it has a matte linen finish on it. And, of course, punch board's really nice in, in, in terms of uh, capturing um, high resolution uh, color. Right, so right. sometimes you don't get that with a, with a silk screen on wood. Yeah. Um, so you said uh, when we started talking, you know, you've played hundreds of games and lots and lots of games. What got you into tabletop gaming in the first place? How did that become a thing for you? Well, I discovered a game uh, called Cartagena. It was about escaping from an underground fortress. And, uh, and inside the game, dur during you know, those days, there used to be little uh, pamphlets that would introduce you to other games. And I looked at them like, oh, look. Uh, uh, El Grande, what's this? Or, yeah. oh, look, uh, Tigris and Euphrates, mm -hmm. you know? And then I got into the Aaliyah Bookshelf games, and of course I played all the classic Settlers of Catan and Puerto Rico and Power Grid. Um, and then, uh, and, and I just fell in love with Euro-style games. And before that, I, you know, 15 years ago, I didn't really know about them, like a lot of like a lot of Americans still sure, don't know right, about right. them. And, uh-oh, <laughs> we have to get out of here, apparently. We got, we got 10 minutes. At least she asked nicely. So <laughs> I, I was uh, just enamored with, uh, you know, the, the 
uh, the wooden pieces and the tactile nature of the game and the complexities of the game and of course the multiple paths to victory. I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of times um, some games are you roll the dice and move your mice, you know, right. but Euros and German board games as they used to be called mm-hmm. um, featured unique mechanics like auctions and bidding and area control and action programming and yeah. resource management and all of, all of these really unique me- mechanics that pushed the game forward and the combination of all of those different mechanics combined or integrated with a theme was just uh, too much to, to pass up. I, I became hooked. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fun hobby for sure. So, and uh, you know, that, that love of it definitely is displayed in this, this board. We'll, we'll be posting pictures on our Instagram account so folks can take a look at it there. But uh, congratulations on it. It's, it's wonderful. It looks great. Thank so. you very much. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. All right. Awesome. There it is, Mark Swanson with Feudum. Uh, check it out if you're at Origins. And uh, we'll be back with more Board Games Daily. See you soon. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table. There it is, everybody. That's day two of Origins 2018. Had some great conversations. Tons of stuff going on at the booth. Stop by booth 359 if you're at the convention. Love to say hi to you. Love to give you some prizes if you're hanging around at the right time. And uh, we'll be back with more Board Games Daily tomorrow here from Origins 2018 with more cool people and uh, fun stuff to talk about and giveaways and who knows what else. All right, we'll be back. See you guys.